Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Pastor RJ is going to bring us the first message in this series called The New Beginning. Good morning, everyone. I pray you're all awake and bright and cheery after all the celebrations last night. Oh, hey, we started a new year. It's a good thing. A new beginning today. So happy new year to all of you. It's good to see us all together today. I pray you navigated the last few weeks with all the grace and peace that God has given you. And, you know, today's one of those days where it's the time of year where people make resolutions to change something in their life, to become better. Now, personally, I try to live my life by making decisions daily and committing to live according to those decisions, uh, especially when they're in agreement with the biblical text and the instructions of Jesus. But I realize for many, it's a a resolution, it's a step in a good direction that they want to go. So here's a small list of resolutions that I determined in my own personal life especially are going to inevitably fail. So I resolve that this year I will stop buttering my donuts. I've committed to stop licking frozen flagpoles. I will talk in a robot voice all the time. That one resolution could be very annoying for many people, especially when it goes into, I will eat more tacos, especially on Tuesdays. Most resolutions come in one year and go out another. (laughs) And for my friend Victoria, who I don't see right now, I always have to include a cat comment. You know, there's cat people, there's dog people, there's reptile people, then there's people that just don't do pets. So uh, how many of you that are cat owners, what did your cat greet you with this morning? Happy Mew Year. Wah, 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 crash burn. I'm going to suggest this for free. I want to encourage all of you, um, rather than make a list and ask God for the strength and the ability to fill it, Seek God, ask him what adjustments he'd like you to make in your life, and then allow his enabling grace to affect the change inside of your life. So pastor, what are you saying? Rather than impose my will on God, I should live spirit-led, empowered life? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Live spirit-led life. Um, I wanted to comment, and I'll probably comment on this a few times through the month of January, just so everyone knows. Uh, I've asked the team uh, in a little bit, you're going to see them, they're going to block these doors right when the services start. And then you're going to have to come in the side doors. Um, I encourage everyone to kind of come on time. Our worship is powerful and amazing. And our teams do a great job kind of plowing the ground and preparing the way. And I really feel if you miss worship, you're missing out on a portion of what God wants to speak to you and and accomplish in your life. Um, The other part of this conversation is I work really, 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 really hard. And you can ask my team this um, to start and end on time for our services. So I respect your time and say, hey, we're going to be done at 11 to 12. I want to be done at 12, really close to that. So I ask all of you to be gracious with me and respect our team. And if it starts at 11, then be here at 10 too. 
then it's the easy button. I love you. Happy New Year. Get to your message, Pastor. Revelation 21.5. <laughs> and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. The statement is being made by the one. I'm talking the one, and, and that's the one true God making this statement. This is, this is in the context of no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. There's a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. And he's saying, I make everything new. So the context of this series that we're gonna go through for the next, I don't know, four weeks or so, five weeks, six weeks, we'll see, is he makes all things new. And as Christians or Christ followers, we can trust that God makes all things new. And, and as we work through this today, I wanna start with the new beginning, or you, know, you could also say the fresh start. I like the new beginning a little better, but the fresh start works too. And in the verse that Nell and Margie just read for us, I just wanna recap verse 14, 15, and 17. It says, either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Everyone say, dead to the old. So he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, alive in Christ. You can try that again. Alive in Christ. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. This means, I jump to 17, that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone and a new life has begun. One of the first things that happens when a sinner realizes their great need for the Savior and repent of sin and they surrender their life to the Lordship of Jesus, the old life dies with its desires and its passions. And we see this most fully realized in baptism, which I'm not gonna do right now. But we're given a fresh start. We're given a new beginning. This is, this is the whole essence of what happens is when you give your life to God, he gives you a clean slate. He gives you a fresh start. It's, it's a new beginning. In John 8, Jesus is talking, 31. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you're truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So there's a concept here that Jesus is talking about is Truth produces freedom. And there's a war going on in our culture, in our lives, and in your minds right now for what is truth. Because how many know you can't believe everything that you hear or you can't believe everything that you read? I can tell you what you can believe. If it's the word of God, his revealed word to us, you can believe that. That's 100% truth. Outside of that, I don't know. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But we're the sons of Abraham, they said. This is the people who was having the conversation with. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean we'll be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Is there anyone in the room that's never sinned? Dun, 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 dun. No takers? We've all sinned, haven't we? You sin once, you become a slave to sin. Okay. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you're truly free. That's Jesus, the son of God talking, saying, when I bring you freedom, you're truly free. You're free from sin, the shackles of sin. You're, you're free from the, the past. You're, you're free. We've been given freedom. We've been given freedom to choose, freedom to choose right, freedom to choose love, freedom to truth, choose truth that's gonna set us free. See, 
If you're gonna resolve something, resolve that you're gonna love people better this year. Resolve that you're gonna spend more time reading your Bible and getting to know God in prayer this year. Resolve that you're gonna serve him with greater resolve and greater consistency than maybe you ever have. Not because it's our works that get us places with God, but because we wanna know him more. We wanna spend more time in his presence and more time with him. Truth will free you from the rule and the authority of sin in your life. You were made to be an image bearer. Can everyone say, I'm made to be an image bearer. God created you in his image and likeness. Why did he do this? So that we can take on Christ's nature. The fresh start that he gave you at salvation, the new beginning that he gave you, it proceeds from the truth of the work that Jesus did at the cross for us. What did Jesus do at the cross? He died on behalf of you. He died in your place on behalf of you. He took your place as a sacrifice for sin because your sins separated you from God. So Jesus took your place. When you have faith in that, that truth and that revelation, hmm, there's a good one, revelation. See, so many times, even when we sing, you know, Jesus has the power of the enemy. The truth is Jesus broke the power of the enemy at the cross. Okay, we need to get a revelation of that in our daily life. It's not that Jesus hasn't broken Satan's authority. It's that we don't have revelation of it and we don't operate in the authority that Christ has already given us. We have to change the way we think. This is the whole renewing the mind. Yes, come to church, get brainwashed. You need to get brainwashed with the word of God because you need to brainwash yourself to truth. There's a lot of lies out there. You see images every day. You see advertising every day. They project their worldview, the TV shows, the ads, the things that you read and the things that you see in your little, um, a lot of your TikTok and your Instagram if you're not careful. It programs your mind to think a certain way. It puts thoughts, ideas, pictures, and concepts into your mind and you don't even realize it's happening until one day you're talking things that don't agree with what the word of God says and you go, I wonder where that came from. By faith, we receive forgiveness, we receive pardon. By faith, we choose the right living and forsake the old ways. By faith, we're sustained in the power of God and the power of the Holy Creator who keeps us on the path of light. So, so there's this element where Jesus died for you by faith in the work that he did, he's brought us into freedom now, freedom to overcome the power of sin. So he's given us a fresh start, but he's also given us his spirit within us and the tools, the ability, the new nature, so that we don't have to yield to sin. We can overcome. Christ already gave you the tools so that you could be victorious over that thing that you struggle with. Because everybody struggles with something. I've never met anyone that doesn't have a struggle. And some people, their struggles are much more visible and much more socially unacceptable than other people's struggles, but it doesn't matter. Sin is sin. As far as God's concerned, if your struggle is sin, it's not acceptable to him. But we like to compare ourselves to one another. Well, I'm better than him because I don't do this. Or I'm better than her because she does this and I don't, you know. Who are we to compare ourselves to one another? We're all broken, sinful people that need Jesus. And without him, man, we're messed up. Which leads me to Romans 6. (laughs) Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we've died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? You mean I can't sin anymore once I give my life to Christ? Well, you're supposed to try really hard not to. (laughs) 
Or have you forgotten that when we were joined to Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we've been united with him in death, we'll also be raised to life as he was. We know that our sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We're no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. When you came to the place where you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you looked to the cross and you said, Jesus, I need you. Please forgive me. You received forgiveness. The sin debt against you was wiped clean. You had a fresh start. There was a new beginning. But you know, my Bible tells me that his mercies are new how often? Every day with God, you get a fresh start. Yeah. <coughs> my wife likes that show. Um, um, thank you. Yeah. Anne of Green Gables. Little redhead lady. <laughs> What's that? You like that one too? She says, what does she say? Something about every day. It's fresh with new mistakes, no mistakes in it. That's what I was getting to. It's fresh with no mistakes in it. Every day is fresh with no mistakes in it. You wake up, it's a new day with Christ. Let's give God the best part of our day. Let's give God the first part of our day. Let's give God some time in relationship and get to know him in the power of his resurrection. Let's spend some time this year getting to know our creator more than we got to know him last year. Some of you have known Christ a long time and spent a lot of time with him. Listen more, obey more. I, I, I keep telling people this, but if we could just get this one thing down, listen to what the Spirit says and obey. If we could just do this one thing, listen and obey. And of course, you're gonna hear according to the scriptures, so it's gonna line up with, see, there's a concept that people forget about in Christian camps nowadays. God's spoken word to you will never contradict his written word. Because the Bible, his revealed word, is established truth. So he's never going to speak something to your heart that goes against what he's already revealed to us. And people say, well, I heard God say this. Uh, that's nice. That goes against what the Bible says. So you, you heard something, but you didn't hear God. Well, I'll go across town and see if they listen to me. <laughs> Bye-bye. See, you got to understand. We need to listen to what the Spirit says to us. Spirit-empowered life, Spirit-led lives. This is the whole heartbeat of what God is trying to accomplish, but he's given us a clean slate. Why does he forgive us of our sins and give us a clean slate? Because how many of you like carrying all the guilt, the shame, and the pain of your past around? How many of you like that stuff? What do we do? We go to the cross, we kneel down, we say there's an exchange that takes place. Here's my pain, here's my shame, here's my hurt, Here's my failures. And you exchange it for forgiveness and peace and freedom and love and hope. Amen. Joy. Joy comes too. Now I'm going to refer back to this passage probably time and time again through this series. But I want to just introduce it. And every time I refer to it, I'll, I'll kind of highlight a different aspect of it. But Ephesians 4 captures this so well in verse 17 because it says, with the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, 
for they're hopelessly confused. So at this time, um, you had Jews, you had Gentiles, and then you had both finding their way into Christianity that was emerging at the time that this was written. And, and it says, their minds are full of darkness and they wander far from the life God gives because they've closed their minds and hardened their hearts against them. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. That sounds a lot like the world system that we live in today. Okay, when you walk out the doors of this community here where there's people that are trying to live right and trying to serve Jesus together and encourage one another, you're gonna find people that's minds are full of darkness that wander far from the life that God gives and they live an impure life with no sense of shame. They're actually proud of it. They do shameful things and they boast about it. Okay, our world is getting a little bit confusing. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. That's the Christians, that's us, the Christ followers. Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned that the truth comes from him, that's what brings freedom as well. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. See, we want what we want and we want it now. That's not healthy. Deception, you know your heart can deceive you. Your own heart can deceive you if you're not careful. That's why it's so important that we stay so close to the word and we realize that the past way of life is not what God has in store for us today. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes, not just your thinking, but your attitude, the way that you see life, the outlook, the way that you approach things. They need to change. You put on the new nature, just like I put on a shirt this morning, thank God. But you know what? The truth is you put on your new nature, okay? It's something that you daily have to... You're created to be like God because you're an image bearer. You're truly righteous and holy. So God has now made you righteous and holy. It's up to you to start living that way. He's given you all the tools you need to live holy. He's given you all the ability you need to live holy. You just have to make choices in that direction. God, I'm gonna live holy today. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Anyone in the room will tell you. Well, hopefully, you're smart. If you're struggling with alcohol addiction, it's probably not a good idea to go hang out at a bar. Okay. I've talked to people that are addicted to that pornography and I've said, listen, if you're struggling with this and we can't, we can't get you some help, you probably need to disconnect from the world wide web. If you live to gossip about others, you might want to bite your tongue. Start learning to be quiet for a little while. Start listening to the inner voice before you speak. See, what happens is we have a lot of authority to control what happens in our world. Our, our thoughts, our attitudes, our actions, we do. There's stuff that happens outside of us. We can't control Well, you can't absolutely control this. I mean, the Bible talks a lot about your tongue. <laughs> No man can control his tongue. It starts fires. Yeah, your tongue gets you in a lot of trouble, doesn't it? The words you speak, they're creating, they're destroying. But then he goes on, okay? He says, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we're parts of the same body. Don't sin by letting anger control you. So there's this thing about anger. Don't let the sun go down while you're anger. It gives a foothold to the devil. I heard one couple, I know Nell and Marjorie are celebrating 50 years. They've been married a long time. I'll have to ask them what their secret is. Because these days, that's an accomplishment to stay married for 50 yeah. years. It takes work on both parts. But here's the thing. I heard one couple and they were talking about it. And uh, 
this whole don't let the sun go down. They said, yeah, we had a few sleepless nights over the years. <laughs> Anger against each other. I, I, I tell people, you can draw your swords on each other or you can draw your swords on the enemy. Right? We often get angry at each other, but we really need to be angry at our enemy, Satan. And uh, let's not give the enemy a foothold. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Use your hands for good, hard work. And then give generously to others in need. Oh, what's that? Work hard and give to others? Ooh. Don't use foul or abusive language. That means we need to control the words that come out of our tongue. Let everything you say be good and helpful so your words will be an encouragement to those that hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. If you are a Christ follower, you're an image bearer. You're made in his image and likeness. You are here on planet Earth as an ambassador, one who represents him here to the nations, okay? And he wants you to live a certain way. He's identified you as his own. He's guaranteed that you're gonna be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Why don't you stand up with me as we prepare to go to the table in a minute? But as we prepare to come to the table where we're gonna partake of communion or the Lord's Supper, you know, there's some elements here. There's a few things when we celebrate this covenant meal that we're really in. One, the Bible talks about if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you need to forgive, let it go. And, and if there's any sin in your life, you should confess it and forsake it before you come to the table. But... I wanna encourage you all today. If we're gonna have a fresh start with Christ, it means we have to leave the past behind, which means we also have to forsake our past failures. Some of you are tormented by things that have happened in your past. Maybe things you've done or people that you've hurt or things that you've said. Today, as we're getting ready to come to the table, I wanna invite you, let's leave our past behind. A lot of times, God will touch you right where you're at, but you need that point of contact somewhere. That's why we say come to the front. Come up to the altar. Let something change. Make a statement saying, I'm leaving my past behind, my past failures, my past mistakes, the things that still torment. I wanna just draw a line today and leave that stuff there. I wanna leave it in the past where it belongs. I wanna let it die at the foot of the cross. Because too many Christians, they lay their burdens down at the foot of the cross in prayer. Then they finish praying and they get up and they pick up their burden and they put it back on. Make a point today. Lay it down. You can all come. You don't have to stay. If you need to be down here and you just want to draw a line and say, you know what? My past is going to be behind me. All my mistakes, all my failures, all the things that I didn't do good enough, all the times I didn't measure up to the standard that was there for me, whether I put it on myself or, you know, the standard we need to be concerned about is God's and none of us are good enough without Christ. You can't meet his standard. Can I add one thing? You can add anything, Rachel. <laughs> it's per the moment. Um, can I just ask all of you today, I invite you today to examine your own heart. When we are inviting you, giving you the invitation to come up to the altar, 
to come before the Lord. You know, the anointing isn't any stronger at the back of the room, the front of the room. Like God's presence is all encompassing. Okay, so it's not about you're doing God a favor. (laughs) Um, It is, it's actually for your benefit, for you. And to be honest, your willingness to step out, to come to the altar, even if no one else does, or if you won't, is actually indicative more of the condition of your heart. And you need to be aware of that and understand that. If you were the only one to come up to the altar, what is going through your mind? Are you wondering what everybody else is thinking? Are you wondering what, you know, is it your pride? What are you afraid of? All of these other things that are going through your mind. Actually, the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to be aware that, you know, when there is a high price and a calling and a cost, when God is saying, I've called you out to call you up, to call you to go out. And sometimes that looks like you're the only one. Young people, you need to hear this. Sometimes, actually many times as a Christian, you're gonna be the only one. And what that looks like actually doesn't feel good. 100, it doesn't feel good actually because your flesh is, is rising up and you going, you feel humiliated, you feel embarrassed, you're afraid, you're ashamed, all of these things. And that's, the, that's all of your stuff coming out, but you're the only one. And God is saying, will you be, will you, when I call you and ask you to be the only one, will you go and be the only one? No matter if it looks like you're going to be ashamed, you're going to be humiliated, you're going to be persecuted, you're going to be name called, you're going to be verbally abused. If the Holy Spirit says you need to go up, will you be the only one? And stand out and stand up and shine for him. Because it doesn't mean you're going to get the pat on the back and go, well done, you did awesome. Sometimes it doesn't look like that. Actually, a heck of a lot of times it doesn't look like that. And as Christians, we need to understand that. So when we give you the invitation to come to the altar, we should not, and we're all guilty of this. Myself, Pastor, we're all guilty of this, of looking around and seeing who's going up to. We are all guilty of this. The only person you need to be concerned about is you. Your heart condition what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. So if you need to be up here and the Holy Spirit is saying you need to be up here, if you're the only one, you're the only one. Praise God. God is doing something in your life, in your heart, because you're obedient, because you've listened to him and you're willing to be the one. So I'm, I'm asking all of us to honestly search our hearts and be aware of where we're at and and the feelings that are coming up. And it doesn't mean you need to be ashamed of those feelings. It's so you know, and the Holy Spirit is trying to make you aware, this is what's happening inside of you right now. That's okay. We can deal with that. I can work with that. Let me work with that. But the only way you work with that and God can work with that is if you surrender that and you walk out of your seat and you come up to the front and you say, God, I. 
I wanna work with that. I know my feelings right now are, I feel ashamed. I may feel like I'm looking around, I'm feeling so self-conscious, that's okay. I can work with that because I'm giving it to you, Lord, and I want to be willing to pay the price to serve you. I want to be willing to be the only one, the one, because you've asked me to do that. Heavenly Father, I'm asking you this year for our church, for Windsor Christian Fellowship in 2023, that we're willing to do the hard thing, that we're willing to be uncomfortable, that we're willing to surrender, that we're willing to be obedient, that we are actually willing to be the one. Even when it doesn't feel good, look good, all of those things when it's hard, and even when it doesn't turn out the way we want it to turn out all the time, so many times that we continue to say, Jesus, I will obey you when you ask me to do something. I will obey you when you ask me. I will step out when you tell me. And even if it turns into something horrible, I know that I can say I was obedient. Lord, I ask you that you would give grace and enablement and strength. And Father, I pray for courage. I pray that you make us brave for you in 2023. And it's not just today, it's for every day. It's not just for when we're here at church. It's for when we're out living our lives because we want you to equip us, Lord, so we can go and live our life. Our mission here, Lord, to equip the body of Christ for everyday discipleship, for every day going out and being the one whatever that looks like, the one in line to say hi, the one in line to give a smile, the one to go up to somebody and say, hi, and introduce myself. Let me be the one, Lord. I pray that we would say, God, let me be the one. And that I would surrender and do that. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you as we receive this morning that we all are being concerned and aware and, and, and asking you to search our hearts for all that offends you. The word of God asks us to, to invite you, to give you the invitation to search our heart for all that might offend us, offend you. So Father, I thank you that you would make us, each of us aware of those things in our life that offend you. And then that we are willing to take the next step and say, okay, God, let's do something about that. This year, you're making me aware. This year, let's do something about it. Let's take steps to do something about it. So thank you, God, for your people, for Windsor Christian Fellowship, for, your, for the church, not the building, but the people that make up your church. And thank you that this year, we're coming a step closer to being a bride without spot and blemish. We may not arrive, but we're going to get closer this year. In Jesus' name. In Revelation 21, to all who are thirsty, I will freely give from the springs of water of life. All who are victorious will inherit these blessings. Father, I thank you. We, your people, as we stand with the cup in our hand today, in obedience to your commands and your promptings. I thank you, Lord, that we can be victorious. Victorious over this world system, victorious over sin, 
victorious over our past life, which we lay down today once and for all. Father, help your people to walk out of the shame of the past and help your people to be image bearers that carry their cross with joy and with gladness. Lord, we look to you, our guide and our source. Thank you that you illuminate the path ahead of us this year. And as we walk down the path you have for us, God, I thank you that our faith is strong, that we have the courage and the tenacity to overcome anything that the enemy would try to put in our path. But Lord, let us be people that are known for the love we have for you and for one another, that the world would see and that Jesus would be glorified in Jesus' name. So if you need prayer for whatever reason today, uh, the altar will be open and our ministry team will pray with you. Windsor Christian Fellowship, you have been equipped, now go.